0: It's Monday, April 5th. This weekend, two bearded guys rose from the dead. Let's hope I never have to get another COVID vaccine. Let's take a long walk to Cleveland. What is happening, everybody? My name is Rudy Povich. This is a long walk to Cleveland. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. You can also find me on Instagram at... Rudy underscore Pavich. Today on the show, Johnson & Johnson went full-on roadhouse bouncer on my ass this weekend. Tell you what happened. Also, the national pastime. Man, that thing just absolutely snuck up on us. But first, uh, got some terrible news on Saturday night. And um, I talk a little bit about, you know, the situations that I've had with father figures and how non-existent they were in my life and Dave, I'm, I'm really being quite honest i've been very lucky when it comes to the guys that have, have been um around us and have helped bring us up and yeah there were some uh, some shitty people involved but there were also some really good guys and uh that is uh, that is the category i'm gonna put my buddy sean's dad vince in uh vince was a uh, vince was he was a one-of-a-kind unique voice the dude, the, a lot of people talk about like, you got to live your life the way you want to live it. And you can't answer to anybody. Vince definitely didn't answer to anybody. Uh, the guy was five foot one. He had a mouth and an attitude like he was six foot eight. And for all the, I brought this up to uh, my buddy Sean's wife, Ange. I said that, you know, for how nutty he was, he was the most lovable, caring guy I th- I think I've ever been around. To have that amount of sweetness and that amount of craziness in your life is tough to find. And uh, he was uh, he was incredibly reliable. Uh, he was very funny. I showed up yesterday. Um, kind of waited for some of the family to kind of clear out. Uh, give you a quick backstory on it. Apparently what had happened was on Saturday, he was supposed to show up somewhere. It got to be three, four. you know, he's an hour and a half late. Um, They went to his house, they found him in his bathroom, you know. What do you do? You find out that life is so precious in the worst ways, don't you? Um, But uh, the guy loved to to drink Bud Light and make pizzas. And he was super funny, and he always had a good one-liner. And anytime you saw him, he always had an offering of, you know, a beverage or a story. There was just something about that guy and one of my favorite stories uh involved him and in, in bringing it back to what we did yesterday I went down to go see uh Sean and Ange and uh, their kids and just uh, you know just to kind of check in and and I showed up I had a uh, a bottle of Glenfiddich um drinking that is the one bright side of a funeral is uh drinking some scotch I used to never be a Scotch guy, but damn, man, like that is that is the one go to that I feel like you got to have. It, <laughs> it needs to be in your back pocket every time uh, you got to go do one of these funerals because it really does help you get through it. You know, um, but I brought him a bottle of Glen Fittich and then I don't know, it must have been about, about 15 years ago. We were ice fishing in northern Minnesota on a lake called Leech Lake. And we're get, trying to get off the lake. It's getting late. You know, starting to get dark. It's around 6 o'clock. And uh, Vince had said, uh, you know, there's a road that was plowed, but it kind of took us on the opposite end of the lake. And Vince went, ah, I could probably get through this on my own. Not a problem. You know, so Vinny takes the goddamn truck. He floors it. Goes right <laughs> right into a two-foot snowbank. We bury the truck. Can't get it out. Meanwhile, like little Ford Fiesta's like zipping right by us. No problem. On the road. The road that was specifically made to get trucks in and off the goddamn lake, Vinny. But uh, we've been out in this fish house all day, so the cooler is dry. There's not a beer to be had. And we call the tow truck guy. We figure, you know, 10, 15 minutes. The guy said, it's probably going to be about three hours. So uh, I said, well, that sucks because we got no booze. And Vinny says, well, actually, behind the, uh, behind the, the, tr- uh, the seat there, reaching that pla- or that uh, paper bag, there's a jug of Carlos Rossi sweet red wine. <laughs> so between six dudes, this is a part, all right, hopefully you guys didn't just eat, but between six dudes all sitting in a uh, in a truck in the middle of January, we passed around, no cups, no nothing, just passed around a jug of Carlos Rossi sweet red wine. Just taking pulls off. I don't know who the sorry son of a bitch was that had to drink the last drink of that thing, but it was all spittle. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so yesterday when I showed up, I, uh, I brought a, a bottle of Carlos Rossi with me and, uh, I sat it down on the table and we all had a good laugh about that story. And some of the other family members had shown up and they saw that bottle and it really did bring back some memories. That's, you know, that is one thing, uh, about drinkers and especially guys that have their own, their own cocktail that I really love. I, I like that about guys. I like that people have like a signature drink, you know? I, there's a there's a, a little bit like in the stand up act where I talk about my grandfather having his own signature drink. He drank vodka and lemon lime shasta. I don't know if it had a name, but if it did, it was probably called a vodka a vodka <laughs> but I like that. I like that you know uh he drank he drank Bud Light by the can he loved it. So every every time we were around, it was like you didn't have to worry about. Oh, we think Vinny's going to want an IPA. I don't know. Maybe he wants a sour. I don't know. He feels he's really West Coast IPA these days. No, no, no. He wanted Bud Light or an equivalent to it. He wasn't going to drink, you know, any of these like blueberry wheat ales. He was a Bud Light drinker. That's what he liked. Uh, he liked cooking pizzas. He was a pretty decent fisherman. He was a funny guy. And, um, when I found out, uh, when the text message came through my phone, man, I, I jumped up out of my seat and it really did, it hit home. He was like one of the last guys, um, that, uh, you know, father figure wise, I think, you know, me and my friends kind of, we didn't really, the way I kind of put it on Saturday was he was my buddy's dad, but he was also our big brother. He wasn't, he was a great father, but he, he in in a different way. You know, he helped he helped us out of shitty things that we did that no other dad would help us out with, you know? When you're 17 and you're about to get an underage ticket, Vinny came to the rescue and talked the cop out of it. He was the guy, if you were drunk somewhere, no questions asked would come and pick you up. He was the dude that anytime you had a problem, if you were short on cash or you needed to store something... He was Johnny on the goddamn spot and uh, at 65 to cash out. That is uh, that is far too early. So, uh, like I said, I'm not a big guy uh, in dedicating things. But if there had to be an episode that we ever had to dedicate uh, to a guy, today's episode of A Long Walk to Cleveland, excuse me, um, would be dedicated to you, Vince. So going to miss you, bud. Uh, Thursday, had my shot, got my covid vaccine, went into the uh, convention center, downtown Minneapolis. Got it about 2.30. Fast forward about 10 hours. Actually, let me phrase that. About 12 hours. No, about 10 hours later. About 12 o'clock. It was as if somebody had taken a bucket of water and threw it into my goddamn bed because that shot completely royally, 1,000% fucked me up. I've never had chills like that. I was so cold and simultaneously sweating because I was so hot. My body had no idea what to do with itself. I was wrapped in three blankets because I felt the my internal core plummeting. Meanwhile, I was profusely sweating. Fever went up to, I think I got up to about 100. Probably tops was 101. Didn't last too long. Took some uh, extra strength Tylenol. That, uh, that helped bring it down a little bit. So feeling somewhat okay by Friday at 6 o'clock. Went to bed that night kind of early. Got up on Saturday. Was probably at about 70%. Sunday morning got up probably about 80%. I feel like I'm not quite there yet. Still a little fatigued. Still a little sore. Um, by the end of today, though, it should be feeling all right. Uh, my, uh, my buddy Dave got the same shot. He got the Johnson and, uh, Johnson shot. And I don't want to be that guy whenever you know when people go like oh man like i got that shot and i got super sick oh yeah like i went to mexico and i ended up with montezuma's revenge oh don't you don't need to disclose that information we're good i don't need to know about it i don't want to know about it keep it to yourself man like i had a friend of mine I, as i said like hey man i had the shot and it really you know screwed me up he was like, "Oh yeah, my wife got that shot. Was sick for two and a half days." I was like, "You know what, Bob? Hopefully, you're not out telling, you know, soldiers' moms that they've perished in war. Not really a good purveyor of news, you know." But uh, my buddy Dave got his shot on uh, on Friday, and I just wanted to check in with him on Saturday to see if maybe he was feeling the same thing I did. So I said, "Hey man, I uh, saw so, so you got your shot. How you feeling?" And He was like, "Oh, no problems, dude. Totally okay." I was like, "God damn it, <laughs> son of a bitch!" Apparently, word on the street is if you had COVID before and you got the shot, you're more susceptible to getting sick. And that was definitely the case with me because I had it back in June. I had COVID back in June. uh, Ended up sticking with me for about two months. Had it stuck in my stomach. Which, by the way, when the cops... The cops. (laughs) I'm thinking about Vinny again. Uh, When uh, the doctors tell you that uh, you got to go on the brat diet, which is... uh, uh, what is it? Uh, bananas, rice, avocado toast. Right. I think that's where the that's what the four are. Uh, it it's the worst thing ever. No coffee, no beer, no caffeinated beverages or not caffeinated, no uh, carbonated beverages. So you get none of that. And for the virus to leave my body, I had to get the inflammation of my stomach down. So basically, what I was doing was. Uh, depleting myself of all the things in life that i love coffee beer decent food you know couldn't eat steak my body couldn't it was too hard to digest so i couldn't eat any meat but uh i basically had to get the inflammation down to get the virus out and then after that man it was like no problems it took about three weeks and i was back to good but uh apparently if you have the covid and then you get this shot you might end up having the same symptoms that you had, but just worse. And that was the case, man. Like in the last probably five years, uh, I was sick, uh, not this past February, the February before, which I thought at the time probably could have been COVID. Uh, And then I got COVID in June. And then this being the third time since February. So a little over a year, year and whatever. This is, man, these are the three sickest times. And maybe that's just like an age thing. You know, once you kind of get over that peak of 40, there's a lot of times guys say like, you know, they start feeling it a little bit more. It takes a little bit longer to recover, a little bit longer to get the weight off. Metabolism isn't quite rolling like it used to. You know, um, but uh, but yeah. Uh, nonetheless, I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling like after today, things should be okay. And I'm just so goddamn glad that I'm done with this bullshit of the the shot and waiting around. And the CDC says if you're fully vaccinated, you can hang out with other people that are fully vaccinated. For Christ's sakes, good. I'll still do the mask thing in Target because I don't want to be a dick, but I'm, I'm done with the outside with the mask and all that. I'm, we're, let's just be over it, please. As fast as possible. And a lot of my friends that are like, you know, especially on the right that are going, oh, I'm not getting the shot. I'm not, it, 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 Fine. That's fine. But also you should t- sign a waiver saying, hey, uh, if uh, if I get this goddamn disease and this virus tears through me, you don't get to take up a hospital bed that somebody who tried to get the vaccine and did all the right things. You don't get to take up their spot, all right? Sign the waiver. You get to move on with your life. live it. And, hey, that's the, the roll of the dice. You don't want to take the shot? Fine. You don't have to. But also you don't get to take up space in a hospital where somebody really did work their ass off to stay clear of this stuff. Because that that's the garbage part that does bother me quite a bit. All right, anyway, that's like the sixth rant I've been on today. Gotten on today. Been on today? How do you, I don't even know how to say it. But anyway, feeling better. Hopefully it stays that way. Goddamn baseball started last week. I had basically no idea. It was like it just like came up out of nowhere. Was out listening to the uh, Twins Brewers on Thursday. It looked like uh, the Brewers were going to get the, their tails tucked in their asses by the Twins on Thursday. Came out one at the bottom of the ninth. Down by three. Came back to win it. The series, though, they got rocked. So, um, yeah. For anybody who doesn't know, I'm a big Brewers fan. I know being from Minnesota, it's tough for people to hear that—that that you could be born and raised in Minnesota and then love Wisconsin teams. It's not that I don't. It's not that I dislike Minnesota teams. It's just I've been to Wisconsin. My allegiance is a little bit more on the party side, and nobody parties like Wisconsin fans. So, hence, I found a team. Nothing against Minnesota teams. But if somebody were to go, hey, man, uh, the Packers and the Vikings have separate games. But at the same time, what tickets do you want? It's would say, God damn, give me the Packers, obviously. And people know how to drink. They're fun. Nothing but, nothing but shifty wagon jumpers when it comes to some of these Minnesota fans. But, uh, yeah, nonetheless, uh, it just kind of, like, came up out of nowhere, man. And there were some, like, decent uh, headlines that were happening uh, around uh, baseball this weekend. One that kind of, like, caught my eye the other day. I don't, know, I don't know if there's any reason to talk about Detroit or its Tigers, but this might be it. To make this team as yeah. many challenges as he had in front of him. And A.J. Hinch tried to make him as comfortable as possible. And you couldn't do it. First pitch swinging. Deep left field. Way back. Storybook home run. <laughs> And Akil Badu, he, he, he did it just like you scripted it. Man, you couldn't ask for a better opening to your MLB career. First at bat in the major leagues, man, and you hit a goddamn dinger. Good for you, kid. Akil Badu. People in Detroit were probably losing their minds. They were Well, first off, they were probably like, we didn't know that there was a home run. We heard the crack of the bat, but we're so used to gunshots in this city. What a shithole that place is. Seriously. I looked it up on Zillow. You could, this is, I'm not joking when I say this. You could buy an entire block, a block, the whole thing in downtown Detroit. They were selling a whole block, a block. You could buy it for $180,000. There was nothing in it. The infrastructure of these places was complete garbage. There's no businesses around it. You could buy it, sit on it. Wait for somebody to finally implode that city and then rebuild from the ashes. Because that's what's going to happen. I knew it was time to stop listening to my family. I got a job offer in Atlanta to go work at a radio station down there. And I was on the fence about it. And I was looking for some people to give me some advice. So I called a a, a relative of mine and I went, hey, what do you think? I got this job offer. Should I take it? I'd have to move to Atlanta. And he goes, oh, Atlanta. Atlanta, you don't want to move to Atlanta. Atlanta's a shithole. I mean, if it was like, you know. A, a cool place, if it was like a nice place like Detroit, then you might want to consider it. And that's when I thought, I, there's no reason for me to ever take advice from any of you idiots ever again, right? We don't ever need to have another conversation where you give me career advice. <laughs> take goddamn Detroit over Atlanta. But nonetheless, it was so weird because, you know, uh, usually around, you know, min, uh, Minneapolis, there's a big to do with the Twins' opening day, and you know they were on the road, so it was like I didn't even realize it. But then all of a sudden, boom! Next thing you know, man, like opening day is here, and uh, I don't know. I got the MLB package free through uh, my subs- my phone subscriber for some reason. T-Mobile is just handing it out, but uh, I'm gonna try to at least watch a little bit more than I previously have because even though like baseball is a slow burn, it is nice to have on in the background. Just like you know, sitting around with them, um, uh, as I mentioned, my buddy Sean yesterday having a couple of drinks, like just keeping the Twins game on and on the radio in the background. There's just something about it, something like very quaint and American that I love about it. So, yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it'll be a good season. I don't know. The Brewers look pretty, you know, those last two games with the Twins. Uh, Not so so much. But the Twins are going to be opening their their first series here in Minnesota. I never, like, I always do that move where uh, you guys ever do this where like a uh, it'll be – Sunday, and you'll get up and be like, oh man, can't wait to go over there and uh, you know go watch my Seattle Seahawks. And then you sit down and they're like, they're on a bye this week. And you're like, how the fuck did I miss that? I'm a fan of the team, am I not? I don't know, sometimes like somebody will go, oh yeah, the Twins opening day is today. And I'm just like, ah, completely missed it, man. Totally missed. And everybody. And the other thing is, a lot of people ask, well, why is it that I, I don't like the Twins? It's not that I don't like the Twins. It's that there's one guy in particular, goes by the name of Dan Gladden, uh, Dan Gladden, coming off of his World Series win, was out signing some 8 by 10s And uh, he was at like uh, the St. Cloud Civic Center. And we went down there to go get a couple of autographs. And that dude uh, was kind of standing outside with some people. And I wasn't waiting in line, but I saw him. And he was one of my favorite players because he had a sweet mustache and some long hair like Hulk Hogan. And I was like, hey, man, you mind signing this? And he said, get in line. Told me to pound sand. A nine-year-old little fat kid. He was like, hey, get in line, dude. You're not going to be cutting. I'm not signing that. You get in line. You wait like everybody else. Nine years old. And it's not like there was a sea of kids. It wasn't like he was being hounded. He was standing like outside of the back door of the civic center with like two other guys. And I just happened to be walking by. It was like me and my old man. And my old man didn't even like step in and go, dude, hey, come on. He's nine. Give him a whatever. My dad was like, yeah, that's right. You little shit. You go back and get in line. Sorry about that, Mr. Gladden. I'll make sure I slap him a couple of times when I get home. That's what it felt like. So ever since then, I didn't really have a, I didn't have a team. I, I was out. I didn't know what to do about baseball, so I was kind of like on the fence about it. Uh, no pun intended. And then went to a Brewers opening day at Miller Park in Milwaukee. And from there on out, I was like, this will be my team. They are named after the people who make the sustenance that I need to survive. How could I not be a fan? They, the, the whole team revolves around beer. How could you not be a fan? Even if you're not a fan, you should be a fan. That's how great that the fucking sports team is. Name me anybody else. No, every other team is named after a stupid bird or a tiger. Not the Brewers. Named after hard-working Americans. Blue collar. <laughs> should be America's team, Dallas Cowboys, my ass. That's garbage. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, on Stitcher. Find me on Instagram. We're going to start doing this live at Rudy underscore Povich. Once again, thank you so much for taking a long walk to Cleveland. Seeking the truth never gets old.